All right. Here we go. Hello and welcome into the Section 109 podcast. Matthew, did you notice that baby, uh, I don't call him baby Juan, Jesus, Andrew, uh, that bobblehead Juan, that bobble Juan has a microphone now. He does. It's I'm, not plugged in right now because I didn't have the extra channels, but we'll, maybe we'll get him talking to us at some point. We'll get there. Welcome into the Section 109 podcast. This is Breezy from Studio Breezy with Matthew early on a Monday morning or early-ish. With Toby and Mix, who are here somewhere, I'm sure they will make an appearance on the podcast. But we are here for the biggest show of the women's season. The biggest show of the men's season is always the roster uh, review. The biggest show of the women's season thus far last year was the roster review. So we're here to review the roster. If you don't remember, if you haven't listened, we had a first roster review of the first eight signings. So uh, last time, non-video, sorry if you're following on YouTube, maybe you just found us. March 9, episode 99, we reviewed the first eight signings. We will also, for the sake of completeness, talk about the first eight signings today. But maybe we'll go just a little bit less in-depth on those signings. Um, but we have, Matthew, 27 players to talk about. Yeah. We have matching uh, laptops currently. And uh, we're ready to go. And I also made extra coffee. So, do you want to start or do you want me to start? How about you kick us off here? I'm going to kick us off, starting with a returner, and, and this is in no particular order, y'all. It's an order by position, but in no particular order after that. Goalkeepers first, Caroline Johnson, a returner from Augusta, Georgia. Hold on. Woo! Uh, first of all, Caroline, your college lists you at 5'9", but CFC lists you at 5'7". Um, soccer heights are a lie, and you're part of the problem. Love you, Caroline. Um, CFC women's returner from 2022, eight appearances, seven starts in 2022. Uh, one of our projects this season is going to be to get some better stats for the CFC women's last season. That's the one we did before this podcast was just that one. And we realized, hey, we're probably not going to get all these done. So that's the only one we have stats, the only person we have stats for. Um, no one attended more CFC men's games last year. Caroline rules and is truly one of us. Um, I think she was planning to be a grown-up and not play another year this year, but... We bullied her into we it. We bullied her into it. That, that's we, Yes, we did. And look, nobody kept us in more games last year than Caroline. Um, she was absolutely integral in, in our games when we were good. A lot of times it was because Caroline was good. And uh, by the way, her favorite movie, do you know what this is? Her favorite movie is How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Classic. Which is a chef's kiss, great movie, totally underrated movie. If you haven't seen it, it's real silly, it's real good. It's one of my, probably in my top 10 as well. Um, it's a good one. And I just, I love that movie. So, shout out Caroline, welcome back, so happy to have you back. And we're back, sorry about that, had a dog throw up, and another dog who is uh, very scared, it must be about to rain. Uh, so we took a little breather there, and now we're back with Brooke Alvarez. Matthew, tell us about Brooke. So, uh... Brooke is a five foot eight goalkeeper from Rocky Face, Georgia. Listed at five foot seven on Dalton State's website. She might have grown an inch, or soccer heights might be a lie. Keep going. This is this is your thing, by the way. Soccer this is my thing for men's and women's players. It, but it, they're all lies. All all heights are lies because you never know which ones are real. Uh, I think uh, the the twenty two twenty three. What does that even mean on here? So I was. They have it listed as twenty. They have her listed. Anyway, the way they were listing her stuff when I looked at her page was 22-23 uh, season should be her junior season. They had 21-22 oh, okay. so, listed as her sophomore season. Got it. For so, Dalton State. Okay, so right. that means she's probably a rising senior. Potentially, yes. Yeah. See, I can't – I am genuinely was struggling to figure that out on all these, which is why I made a note of that so we could, like, I guess talk through it on what she probably – where she is in her collegiate the, career. They probably include, uh, like, fall, spring is the – is whatever. So she's probably, uh, we're pretty sure she's a rising senior. Makes sense. Uh, Northwest Whitfield alum. Shout out Amanda Moore. Shout out. Guest co-host Amanda Moore. Um, yeah, Dalton State, as I mentioned, uh, she had several defensive player of the weeks in, in 2020 and 2021. Uh, your note here is that she's real smooth on the ball. Yeah, so I saw her tryouts. Yeah, tryout. she was at tryouts. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the, the one thing I came away from. And look, it's been a few months, but the one thing I came away from tryouts uh, impressed with with her and the one because I didn't see her a lot but the part I saw was like wow she looks like a field player on the ball just very 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 smooth nice uh, Amanda did some really good things with that program at Northwest uh, Northwest Whitfield so uh, excited to see a local player excited to see a player that she coached absolutely uh, like that's very very cool 
Uh, next up is Michaela Leal, a five foot seven goalkeeper from Rockwell, Georgia. Rockwell, uh, Texas, sir. Rockwell, Texas. How dare me. you? That was rude of me. Uh, University of Louisiana Monroe. It's a D one school in Louisiana, which uh, coached for- by. Will Roberts. Oh, there's a name I haven't heard in a while. Will Roberts, uh, former CFC men's player. If you don't remember him, he was a winger slash forward who had a cup of coffee in the championship in England. Yeah. Before coming for, here. For a, what, Coventry City or something like that? Something like that. Yeah. He's Welsh. We used to make fun of him because he had no Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Back when everyone did. Back when all the boys had Twitters. And so we used to tell them um, he needed to get Twitter and the boys would respond they don't have the internet in Wales, um, which I always thought was funny, but he is the head coach there at a D1 program and is now sending a, a player, several players, assist, actually. Assist, is he head or assist, assistant coach? I believe he's a head coach. Woo. Dang. I didn't do like strong research there, but I believe he's a head coach. You can pull it up right now while I um, look, look. Yeah, finish this one out. Finish this me. one out. But look, 22-23 should be her junior season. So I think that means she'll be a rising senior, as you just said. Um, has two freshman seasons. Uh Probably one of them is a COVID year, but it's not real clear to me looking through her stats. Could have also been a red shirt. It didn't say injury, but she only played, I think, four games. And she has two seasons listed as freshman. So uh, Will Roberts, again, her college coach. Um, just didn't expect to see that name again. Will Roberts. Yeah, so he, uh, so Roberts came to Louisiana Monroe with uh, with the the head coach he came with. who were They were both at Lincoln Memorial uh, in Northeast Tennessee. And... Uh, I'm I'm guessing this other guy has moved on because he's now he's now listed as the head coach. So maybe that goes into effect for uh, for next season or, or what have you. I'm not exactly sure about the situation. But, but he uh, sent us some players this year. Yeah, Michaela is the the first of several that we can uh, that we can get to. So anyway, really cool. Um, we've heard good things about about Michaela. So uh, let's uh, let's keep going. We'll come back to. Do a wrap-up a little bit later. Lucy Sandhoff, 5'7 goalkeeper returner for CFC Women, uh, 5'7 goalkeeper from Lookout Mountain, Georgia. She went to Covenant College and Chattanooga Christian, so another local product. Um, uh, we were looking back, trying to figure out if she had appearances last year. She may have had some. We've got to go back and actually do the... Yeah, um, it's like two, maybe three in terms of sub-appearances. Sub she didn't have any starts. And so it's something that, that find. we got to figure out, uh, get our, our stats all in a row. But love seeing a returner, love seeing another local product. One thing that this women's team has and that our men's team really never had is a strong local um, player pool. And I don't know what that's going to look like this year. Last year, they we didn't have that many like out of market or out of like local area players. We had a lot more local this year. It's kind of split half and half. In fact, we did some math on who we think is local or at least living local and who we think has probably been brought in into team housing. And we think it's 13 local ish and 14 team housing, which first of all, solid for the club, good commitment to making sure we have enough roster spots and enough like opportunities for for players yeah. uh, 27 is a good number i realize that probably seems like a lot for a lot of people but this is a quick wpsl season with unlimited subs and you never know who's gonna have to go back to school early as we saw in the mpsl days who's going to have exams in the middle of the season family vacations whatever it is like this is this is amateur soccer so like you need a big they're not big, they're not getting paid you can't like just pay them to to be here all the time like it's just not how this works exactly so um and in fact in those first two we believe that caroline will be brought in to play here um and be in team housing and also michaela and then we think lucy and brooke are both local but you know you, you never know for sure but that's our guess yeah um but love it and i love that we have four keepers on the roster i i like that because i like the depth there yeah Let's move on to defenders, and let's kick this off with um, WPSL Southeast All-Conference Best 11 And player. CFC Captain. And CFC Captain. Anna Lancer. Anna Lancer. Welcome back, Anna. We, again, we talked a little more in depth about Anna in, the, in that first episode, episode 99, but Anna's a five foot four outside back. I think that that is limiting her by listing her as an outside back. She is a wherever she wants to play or could <laughs> play. Um, from Saudi Daisy, Tennessee, she was a CFC women's captain in 2022. She was the heart and soul of the culture of Chattanooga Football Club um, for the women's side in 2022. She really, I know I've said on this podcast before, but she really impressed me with her leadership. And I'm so, so happy. She was, in my opinion, the most important signing of this offseason to continue that culture of of building something that is like a continue can be continued um, culturally. So, and she was the WP, WPSL Southeast All Conference Best 11 and the probably the best player for COC Women last year. 
I don't think that that's even close, honestly. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's a huge sign to have her back. So welcome back, Anna. We're so happy you're back. Ne- another returner after that, Avery Catlett, who we've also talked about. Five foot nine center back from Knoxville, Tennessee. Second team all conference selection for the SOCON for UT Chattanooga. Uh, OGA coach for spring semester 2023. Shout yeah. out. Shout out, Avery. And look, Avery was the rock of our defense. It was a you could there was a couple games she missed, and when she wasn't around, you felt the difference. Yeah. And it, she's a big get to get back for um, this season. Grace Barker Roberts, we've already talked about her as well, but just for those who may have missed that or need a reminder, five foot six outside back from Rixmanworth, UK. Sorry to our UK listeners if we have any on my surely poor pronunciation of that 18 matches for butler community college in kansas in her first season she spent time in the arsenal and watford academies in the uk and it is really tough to tell what she's gonna be because tape is not available but we think she's an outside back yeah anna silva five foot tall winger outside back from ringgold georgia we know anna because she was a member of the cfc women's team last year so another returner she is it, she is from the first ever class of CFC, CFC Academy players. She had 15 appearances and nine starts for Dalton State as a freshman. And I'll give you one excerpt. And I read a longer version of this last time. But she said, I played for the CFC Academy growing up. I always looked up to the men and women of the Chattanooga FC teams. It's a great honor to be a part of a team where I can finally be in the shoes of those I looked up to and play for a community so invested in this team and sports. And if that doesn't make you want to run through a brick wall, I don't know what will. Uh, so excited Anna's back. One of, I mean, like there's several, uh, several CFC Academy. I think there's like four, uh, four or five former CFC Academy players. Uh, actually like two former and like three current, basically. Uh, we have several like current CFC Academy players that are stepping up on the WPSL side. Um, and I think that's really, really cool. And, and we can get to that. It's also where I am. If you're on the YouTube, uh, watching this. It's also why I'm sporting this uh, the CFC Academy pullover. The number six, by the way. Woo! The number six uh, current or former CFC Academy players. If this, um, if this, uh, oh, it's really really cool. If you go to the website, the CFC website, and you go to the um, roster page, you have the roster pictures, graphics. They're great. And next to the CFC women's logo, uh, you have an academy logo. If they played for the CFC Academy, so love oh, that. Oh, that's neat. Okay, I just now I just now noticed that. Well, yep. I was going to make, say something mean about you, but I'll be nice. Uh, you will also notice, if you can see on the YouTubes, there is a uh, coaster on the table right here that is also light blue. And I am wearing an, an old-school CFC Women's jersey in honor of, nice. Uh, nice. of the CFC Women returning this weekend. All right, let's keep going. Uh, I've, I breezed through those first ones because we've already talked about them, and I just want to Give her a quick recap. Matthew, tell me about Bailey Dull. Yeah, so Bailey Dull's a five foot five defender from uh, Georgia. The the college bio also lists New York, so maybe there was a move happened somewhere in there. By the way, I'd like to know, I'd like to note she. This was the first player that I wrote down that uh, the birth year of two thousand four, and it makes me want to reevaluate every life choice I've ever made because there's no way that two thousand four <laughs> year players should be playing. We're old, Matthew. Yeah. Yeah, that's well. Now I'm going to think about that for a while. You're so welcome. Thanks, thanks for that. I didn't list like ev- the birth year of every single player, but I started uh, with Bailey just randomly because anyway, and I, I wrote down 2004, and I just oh god, I feel old. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she had her uh, her freshman season at Indiana Wesleyan University at the NA- NAIA level uh, this past season. Played in 15 games, all as a sub. Uh, she's a CFC Academy product. Um, she played last year in the W League, uh, so she's had some some decent competitive experience. As did Brooke Alvarez, I think. By the way, yeah, I believe so. Also played in the W yeah, League yeah. last year. Love that. Um, love the little bit of experience from other leagues. So you have you have a couple notes here. Um, so yeah, let me read a quote that I pulled from her. Um, from her, it says it's a big deal to have for the club to be connected to the community and for the community to be connected to the club. We are better for having one another. We are better together. Wow, that's some that's some serious synergies. That's happening some college there. essay shit right there. That's great. That is that is listening to uh, that is listening to your your uh, media training. That is knowing your audience is what that <laughs> is because that makes me that makes her immediately one of my favorites. Um, I also saw her at tryouts. I think we both did. Um, and she absolutely stood out. She was calm on the ball, very efficient with her passing. And I got to talk to her and her mom after tryouts, and they seem fantastic. So cool. I'm really happy she's here. And 
she was one of the players, probably the, the player that stuck out most to me at tryouts. And look, I, I'm not claiming to have been perfectly attentive the entire time, but um, of the parts that I was watching like closely, she really, really stood out. And I'm very, very excited she decided to commit her summer to Chattanooga Football Club. Nice. Excellent. Uh, let's move on to Avery Angle's uh, six-foot left-footed... Def- six-foot? I know. Six-foot left-footed defender from Lee University uh, and Chattanooga. Uh, she's listed as born in 2000. Uh, CFC Academy, and she was a graduate student last year. Yeah, and I don't. I, I think she and Anna overlapped at Lee as well, so I would expect maybe they're they're close. I don't know that for sure. I was just looking through like history and where she played and whatever else, and uh, noticed that she played as a graduate student the year before Anna was a graduate student, and then Anna played in Lee before that, so they would have overlapped. Uh, I, I like how you have noted here I got that you. she wore the number seven uh, in college as a defender. I thought you would like that. That's the good stuff. By the way, we don't know yet. Uh, we don't know yet numbers of of the players. If and not, Matthew would have been sure to shout out those who chose non traditional numbers. That's true. And by the way, we'll just have a separate podcast for that now. I guess. I guess we will. Uh, but when if you're listening to this, uh, I beg of you. There are only five days until the uh, until the season opener. Please get us numbers so that we can be prepared for who we're looking for. It takes. It's a quick season, and it takes time to learn names and numbers. And there's infinite subs in the WPSL, and I won't go on and on like I have in other podcasts, but we have to make a lot. We want to keep better stats this year. Yeah, so, so like, we need to stat, build the stats. Are, stats are going to be like pretty much kept live this year, I think is how I'm going to do it. Well, yeah, because we didn't... Just like like when they when they go in for the first time, we mark them down just so like we get the games. I don't care about minutes. That's going to be way too hard. Right. It's really hard with, with players coming in. And now it's also really hard with lack of video from some of these. Yeah. Because we, we have the, a missing game last year. It's one of the reasons we don't have complete stats yet. We're going to work on it. Yeah. So, uh, Alex, when you, when you watch this on YouTube, because you don't listen, uh, when you watch this on YouTube, if you can start gathering some uh, some of the documents from last year on on like the roster sheets or whatever, I would appreciate that. Matthew, I would like to have our first uh, debate on this show so far. We've seen Avery Ingalls play zero minutes. <laughs> and yet we're about to prog- prognosticate. Do you think she's, well, that is that is what we do. Do you think she's going to be a center back or a left back? Because think, she is left footed and she is very tall. I think she's going to be a center back. I think she might be a left back. I think you're fucking crazy. In a back three. I think she's going to be a center back i think she's gonna be a left back in a back three or a left center back in a back three rather and i think like, I, might- I, I i am i am looking at you like this incredulous look that because i know you're winding me up but like like she is not going to be the dan burn of the wpsl she might be and like don't you six, dare limit six her. foot seven left back in in a world where which a, a six foot tall avery ingles would be that that version in women's soccer correct and- no i think i think she's going to be a center back um Here's here's why I think she might be. Let me give you my pitch for why she might be a left back. If you look at our roster, so we have a we have several good center backs. How do you get the most great? So the, I think like spoiler alert, we both think we're probably going to play a three five two. Looking at this list in totality, based on how you get the most of your best players on the field. Now we're looking at like bios here. We're not looking at like video and seeing who we think is best. But I think if you're playing a four man, and if Avery Ingles, and that's a big if, is one of your best. Uh, defenders, if Anna Landers a center back, which she might be, and Avery Catlett's a center back, then Engels has to play left back, or you can just play a three man. Yeah, I, I think you just you just shift them over. I mean, I think you and I are actually on the same page. I am just winding you up. Yeah, but, we also have another center back who's right footed, who I think also really really fits in, which actually goes more to your point that you probably could play a back four with this group. I'm also Engels Catlett. Serena Lewis, who we'll get to in, in Anna Lanter. I'm also not sure if Bailey Dole, she's not very tall. She's 5'5", five five, but I'm not sure if she's an outside back or a center back. I think she was playing, I don't know. I, I, I remember her on the ball in a lot of spaces where the uh, center backs often are when at tryouts. So it'll be interesting to see where she plays. If that's a 7 mod V7 scenario, then you can probably just take that outside back and convert her into a, a center midfielder and call it a day. Probably. Probably. All right. Let's get back to the players. Um, first, and by the way, I'm sorry if players or players' families are listening to this. We're absolute morons. We cannot pronounce anything. So first, like, difficult pronunciation here, although I probably butchered somebody's name already, is Kedie or Kedie, or maybe it's, I don't know. Or Kiti. Kiti. I don't know. It's. I mean, it's probably not that, but like, yeah, just, in ca- just in case one of those got it right. So the 
Keddy Johnson or Keddie A. Johnson, we're going to say that, and then I'm going to apologize because I'm sure I butchered that 19 different ways, is a five foot eight left winger slash left back from Trinidad and Tobago via the University of Louisiana Monroe. University of Louisiana Monroe again. Born in 2000, which makes me feel terrible, but not as terrible as 2004, uh, she is left-footed. And then here comes the good stuff. She has caps for the Trinidad and Tobago youth national teams, and she has six caps, if the CONCACAF website can be believed, for the full national team, including multiple World Cup qualifying um, caps last year in 2022. Interesting. Love that. She played four seasons at FIU, that's Florida International University, I believe, before transferring to University of Louisiana Monroe for her graduate student year last year. Uh, I don't believe she has any eligibility left, but I could be wrong. I was just looking and I counted five years. So I assume that's all of her years, but you never know. She has pages on FB Ref and Fox Soccer, uh, which is fun when you're Googling. Um, no stats on either of those. Shame on you, FB Ref, and shame on you, Fox Soccer. Thank you, CONCACAF, for having something. Um, and I would like you to do something that uh, is very fun. I would like you to watch a CONCACAF highlight with me that I probably can't actually put on the screen um, during our thing. But check this Olympico out. Nice. That's fun. I'm going to show you. There's another couple angles here that come in. Uh, it is a sweet Olympico. Great delivery with her left foot. And I really, really hope that is the type of delivery we can expect. Because uh, she might be our set piece taker if that left foot. Also, great celebration. That's um, great dance moves. Hell yeah. Great celebration. I want to see more of that. Um, where's the number 14? Which you might enjoy. Watch this. Watch this. Women's soccer always... Look at the over-the-top side netting. Women's soccer has always had a better appreciation for fun numbers than uh, than uh, men's soccer. I uh, We got we got a, a glimpse, because uh, we've been bugging the shit out of... Bugging the shit out of him. We got a glimpse at, at the numbers. Uh, not that they're... Not, not who they've been assigned to. Just the numbers that exist for the team this year. And... They're all like, you know, the boring traditional one through like 23. And then there's a couple random ones in there. Uh, but we don't know who's getting what. So that's where the fun's going to be of like, because an outside back or a wing back or whatever wearing 14, that's good. That's excellent. A center back wearing seven, that's great. I need to see some of this. For your love of terrible soccer and. and well, actually, Anna Atlanta wore, uh, wore 14, so. I expect that she'll. I expect Annalena will keep fourteen. Yeah, and I didn't. I did not find where, what she wore for her um, in her college, but I just thought uh, fourteen was interesting because I actually have video. We, you know, a lot of these players we don't have video for. Yeah. Matthew, True. tell us a little about Serena Lewis. Serena Lewis is a five foot nine right footed defender from Sanford, Florida. I just want to stop us right here for just a second. There's a lot more size already on this squad. Yeah. Versus last year. Um, that doesn't always equate to good things, but everyone may know on the men's side, we added some serious size this year, and we've been a lot better in these big physical matchups. Last year, uh, for the women's side, we were a bit smaller, and it will be interesting to see if that size pans out to us being better on set pieces and to us being uh, better in the physical battles. be interesting. So she played uh, in the U.S. Developmental Academy for Orlando Pride. That's an NWSL, uh, NDSL, NWSL team. Uh, so in their DA... And she also played for an Orlando City affiliate soccer school. She is literally called the Orlando City Soccer School Seminal. Interesting. Because they, I have, I read a, an announcement they made about her getting a college offer. Um, oh, okay. And it was from that school. And then I like I scrolled around to try to find a little information about that school. And basically, just it's a soccer school affiliated with uh, Orlando City. So she's played the last couple of years for Eckerd College uh, in, I want to say that's D2. Uh with spoiler alert, it is, with, it is with, D2. Uh, with a with a teammate for for CFC women, uh, Victoria Grant, who we'll get to, who they transferred together. Yeah, they're both the they're both transferring to University of West Georgia for for twenty twenty three. Five bucks as their roommates. We see. I'll, I'll, You're not going to take that bet. Or maybe you'd be dumb to bet against me. Um, yeah, yeah, I I really want to just for just for like the lulls, but like. Buy me a beer at CBC if, if you're if you're right. Deal. Um, so one of the worst things about uh, Googling her in this was I don't recognize any of her favorite music listed on the CFC website. Guys, I am old. Uh, I read through her favorite songs and I was like, I don't know who any of these people are or any of these. What any of these artists like? I don't I don't know anything. I'm freaking old. I'm trying not to curse in this episode so much because I'm sure we'll have like regular listeners that don't normally listen. I'm trying to be nice. Oops. Also, if you if you Google Serena Lewis soccer, which is the way you start, if anybody's ever trying to figure out how to do research on players, like 
start with their name and then put soccer after it. Uh, it brings up lots of Lewis Hamilton and Serena Williams bid to buy Premier League Club on Google. So you have to you have to put her name in quotes, and then it comes oh. up with some information about her. Oh, a little Easter egg. I, I clicked on her uh, profile on the CFC website. She'll be number 12 this year. Hell yeah. I like that. Look at that. This is lifetime information happening here. I also like the... Uh, Again, another five foot nine player. I know I said that already, but it could be a center back, could be an outside back, but defensively and on set pieces just offers more versatility uh, because I think we had maybe like two players that were that tall, maybe three players on last year's roster. I have to go back and look. All right, Matthew, Emma Webster is the last one that I did research for. And then we come to your, some of your research or our, our ones from last time. Five foot four. She lists both footed, but I did some digging. She's right footed. Uh, outside back from Georgia. Uh, originally, but via Hendersonville, uh, which I guess is near Nashville, um, because if you Google her, you can find three different listings for where she is from. Um, again, Georgia originally, apparently, then Hendersonville, but she lists Nashville in the CFC website. Born in 2004, another one of those that make me feel old. Uh, Webster made it to the U.S. Nat soccer, excuse me, U.S. Youth Soccer National Semifinal with her club team, the Tennessee Soccer Club, which is fun. It's a very, very elite um uh, place to arrive. Uh, she just graduated from Good Pasture Christian School, which is the wildest name I've seen of any school um, so far in my research. Um, <laughs> in 2022, um, she will wear the number six. Uh, she played. This is all. This is all lifetime. You adding uh, the way she wears the number yeah. six. Um, she played both right and left wing, outside back, and also played forward and attacking midfielder. Now I pulled that from her college recruiting. Uh, she had a public page out there with her college recruiting stuff. She also has some highlights. Um, from her club play. Uh, what I saw from her club play was mostly right back in her defending highlights, which obviously you're going to do have a lot more highlights defending when you're playing right back. And then I ha found one with her playing forward or attacking midfielder on the right side or right wing. I don't really know how they played, what formation they were playing, but she was in that kind of right-hand channel. And her service off the right side was very good. Um, competition level is iffy. It's ECNL, I think, from what I, as far as I could tell. So this is like high school kids. So, you know, a college highlights are hard to judge. Uh, high school so i'm not like claiming that she's going to be the starting assist leader for us necessarily but i did see some stuff i really liked uh with the right-footed delivery so here's to hoping she is a very um both-footed player uh and delivers a lot of good crosses for uh or whatever for lots of goals matthew what can you tell me about uh our midfielders so let's start off with the mara group comp uh, five foot three midfielder from Mohheim Germany. Uh, I think we covered her in in one of the earlier roster pods. Your German is impeccable. It's so good. Uh, she played thirty seven matches in two seasons with uh, Louisiana Monroe. Hello again. Ten goals, eleven assists. Like that. She was on the German U sixteen, the U twenty teams. Like that a lot. Uh, and she's going to wear the number five or the number twenty five. Excuse me. Which you like a lot. That's that's good. That's excellent, actually. An attacking midfielder wearing number twenty-five. I'm I'm sold. Love it. We start, talked about. She may as well start. We talked about Mara in um, the previous pod, so we won't we won't dwell. We talked about Mara, Nadia, and Nadia. So who's our next one? So we won't. We'll quick quick review here and then move on. Yeah, Nadia uh, Ivanchenko, five foot five midfielder from Lviv, Ukraine. Uh, Ukrainian youth national teams like U thirteen to U nineteen. That's third player with uh, third player on the roster so far with national team. Yeah, experience. eleven like goals, eight assists, and twenty one matches for True at McConnell University in twenty twenty two. That's where we got Joao Costa. That I is believe. shout out Joao. Uh, she had, had transferred there from Southeast Missouri State, uh, and she played last summer uh, like eleven matches for uh, Peachtree City MOBA, who uh, was also in W League. So, and she will wear the number seven, which I like. That's I mean like. She's an attacking midfielder. I'll she also might play I'll the winger. That. She might also might play the winger. Um, I like that because I like the traditional number system. Uh, you're dumb. Um, well, and so are you. Uh, Lupe Diaz. This was the first almost strikeout for us in this. So I said <laughs> that was the last one I had done, but that's not true. I did Lupe Diaz as well. Uh, my research found that her name is Guadalupe Diaz Onorato, which is a fantastic name. Um, also, Everyone <laughs> everyone I could find uh, on the internet was not her, basically, uh, except for, yeah, I, I found a lawyer in Mexico City, but it was definitely not her. Um, nice. Lots of LinkedIn results. Um, anyway, she's a freshman somewhere, or at least that is her age. I can't tell if she's actually on a college uh, soccer roster anywhere, which is just kind of wild. Um, Nashville, Tennessee, she went to Independence Academy in Antioch. In high school, she had six games with eight goals and one assist in her senior year. Um, 
love those numbers. Eight goals and, and an assist in six games is great. Um, I found some middle school track numbers, which are completely irrelevant for this. I I love. There is not a better sport in this country than uh, that that keeps statistics than cross country and track and field. Well, she ran the 800 meters in middle school. I can tell you that. And she got first place of the track meet that I found. There is not a better sport in this country at keeping stats than, than track and field. It's, it's it's so good. It's a centralized database. And there's actually two different like two different systems that sometimes get their stuff implemented. It's great. It's fantastic. I, you, can find, you can find my shit from like over a decade ago in there somewhere. And he was very slow then. And he's even slower now. Uh, she will wear the number 77, which I'm sure you're excited about, because it doesn't matter where you play. If you wear the number 77, it's that's, exciting. That's fun. That's incredibly fun. I think 77 is fun, and I actually agree with that. Um, as much as I like the traditional numbers, you run out of traditional numbers at a certain point. So 77, I think, is fun, because I think anytime you have a 7 or a 9 or whatever, like Marcus wears the 99, I think it's fun to double that number. Um, I just don't find like 62 to be a fun number, necessarily. <laughs> Um, as, as an example, Brianna Hurtado, one of my favorite players last year. And let me tell you why, before I let you uh, finish her review, she, when you asked any of the CFC women's players, and we have two interviews last season, and hopefully we'll have a lot more this season from players. You ask who talks the most trash in practice or in games and without a doubt and without, it's like asking who the tallest player is. Like if there's one player that's taller than everyone else, everyone answers the same answer. Like everybody said, oh, it's Brianna. It's Brie. It's Brie. Brie is the talks the most trash. She will meg you. She will talk trash. She will what? I and I love that her attitude is wonderfully, wonderfully like, um, what's the right word? Like confident. It's good. You can see the swagger. You can see the like. I love it. And I loved her in in the moments last year that she played. And I'm I'm really interested to see what she does. She's also five foot one. So like I love the swagger from someone who's five foot one. It was great. Second season for, uh, with CFC from Dalton, Georgia. Do you want me to finish? Yeah, hers? Just, just keep going if you don't mind. She scored six goals in 16 matches in her freshman year at Dalton State. Solid, solid. And she ha- she will wear the number 17. So I think Bree also comes from Northwest Whitfield. Do you remember? I believe I believe so. So if she doesn't, sorry, sure. sorry, Bree, but I think she also comes from Amanda Moore's program at Northwest Whitfield. Um, I just, I love her her shit talking and her, her attitude, and she's great, and I'm super happy she's back. Also, I want more Megs this year, and I she is the most likely of more, the more players that I sure. know uh, go for more Megs. Um, I will give you another one while you're finishing up the numbers. Matthew finds numbers very important, so he's adding all of these to our show, Doc. Uh, <laughs> Sarah King, a five foot one midfielder from Stockbridge, Georgia. I did not do this research, so I'm discovering this right now. She won an ECNL National Championship with Gwinnett Soccer Academy. Let's go. Uh, she's heading to Georgia College in the fall, and she will wear the number two. It's a midfielder wearing number two. I wonder if she's going to be a converted outside back. Midfielders um, and outside backs. And that makes you happy. Um, five foot one, also much more of an outside back size. Um, interesting. Won an ECNL national championship is very good. The ECNL is a very good level of competition for high schoolers, mostly. I think it's all high schoolers. Um, and it is the premier competition, as I understand it, uh, as someone who doesn't know a ton about youth soccer, um, for women's soccer. So very, very happy, to, or at least the premier in this area. So love that. Um it will be very interested to see what she brings. You did not put an age, uh, which is good for me, so I don't feel quite as old. Yeah, I didn't do that for I don't think any of them. So sorry, Brady Livingston. Next uh, on this list, five foot six midfielder from Knoxville, Tennessee. She has been competing with CFC Academy, however, for the past three years with Coach Juan Hernandez, uh, who is right here in front of us uh, in spirit. Um, she will be a rising senior at Farragut High School in Knoxville, and she will wear the number fifty-four. Matthew, this is my this is a very very exciting person to have on the roster, an exciting player, and here's why for me, and I want to see if you agree with this. Okay, we have a commitment to youth soccer on the men's side that we've seen with Damian, Damian, Fabian, Hugo, um, with several players last year. This is a big big deal, I think, to have our first for the new iteration of CFC women, our first actual just straight up academy player who is still in high school coming from the academy to play. Whether or not she gets any minutes, the fact that she is on the roster and has made the roster as an academy player, very, very cool, very big for her development, and I think shows a real commitment to like youth development from Coach Randy and, and spoiler alert, Coach Juan, who's doing some work with the women's team as well this year, that uh, makes me very, very excited. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's, it's always good to uh, 
it's always it's always good when you can you can promote academy players uh, at, at whatever. I, I don't care if, if if this is amateur WPSL or if it's on the men's side and, and at the professional level. It's really good when you can take still in academy, still uh, in in really in their youth, and and promote them to the senior team. Uh, we don't know how many like minutes she's projected to get or anything like that, but and and, and folks will remember that like Hugo, Hugo and Fabian played almost zero minutes competitive. Dick played zero competitive minutes last year. They right. only played in friendlies. Yeah, Fa- I mean Fabian literally just got his first league minutes right uh, in in the last spent an entire year. So it's not like there is no indictment on the player if they don't play this year. It's a giant like it th- this this is about practice on probably more than anything yes but also like don't be surprised if some of these academy players like do do compete like and make it and you know why because or biggest reason there's unlimited subs in this stupid game so <laughs> since they have unlimited subs like there those players could get in for a few minutes here yeah, and there absolutely. and it'd be less of a heavy lift but also i i just love that we're committed to um to youth development in that way uh moving forward samantha modsley I hope that's how you say her last name. Five foot six defensive midfielder from San Antonio, Texas. Uh, she spent two years at Upper Iowa University. Shout out for an excellent university name. Before transferring to Louisiana Monroe, um, she played in ten matches for the University of Louisiana Monroe in 2022. That is the fourth player, third player, fourth player I think from Louisiana Monroe on the roster. And she will wear the number four as a midfielder. Uh, Brady Livingston's going to wear the number 54. So I'm sure both of those make you very happy, as neither one of those are midfield numbers. That's the good stuff. All right, Samantha. Uh, Samantha Another player in team housing, so player to watch there. Sage Samily? Yeah, I believe so. 5'6", attacking attacking midfielder, uh, born in Rapid City, South Dakota. She grew up in Georgia. I think we've found it to be in in, in Kathleen, which is south of Macon. Uh, A goal and three assists in 18 matches way back in 2018 at Southeast Southeast Louisiana University. She transferred to Lee, has played 63 games over the last few years at Lee, five goals, four assists. Comes out just around uh, 2,100 minutes. Uh, she's going to wear the number nine, which is fantastic. And a uh, uh, little shout out for Sage. Uh, she works on the same floor at at Chambliss. Uh, I think she's doing like some paralegal, maybe paralegal in training, whatever stuff. Uh, she wor- uh, works on the same floor as Chambliss as uh, uh, Michelle Portia, who's uh, if you're in uh, the in your 109, you've probably seen her around a little bit. Uh, one of my one of my friends that we're con- slowly converting to. Uh, no, I think we I think we got her. To, to slowly converting to becoming a hardcore. Yo, I think we got her. She's she's hardcore whether she knows it or not. <laughs> um, love the wearing the number nine. Actually, don't. But uh, I love that you love wearing the number nine. I'm guessing it says attacking midfielder, but five goals and four assists. I wonder if she'll end up being a box to box type player. That's not a lot of uh, goal and assist output in 63 games. That's no shade. Just like I wonder if she'll be the pass before the pass. In, in this system, just based on stats. And, uh, yeah, excited to see w- what she brings. Another, I love, I love the Lee University products coming back. Yeah, it's good. All right, you got the next one because I butchered enough names. Uh, we're going to go with Christ and St. Louis, or St. Louis, potentially. I like uh, how you skipped over the part that there's no way you pronounced her first name correctly. Whatever it is. Christ and? Yeah, there's probably no chance. We'll find out. Could be, could be Christen, could be something like that. 5'2 winger from Viewfort, St. Lucia, uh, rising senior at Texas A&M University, or I'm sorry, Texas A&M International University. There we go. Uh, eight goals and five assists in 39 matches in three seasons uh, at, at T-A-N-M-I-U. Uh, St. Lucia national team member. Uh, fun fact, she's been voted, I don't know if it was voted or, or appointed or how this works, uh, female national footballer of the year, 2018. 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022, which is holy moly cool. Um, so first of all, we have <laughs> we have the uh, Saint Lucian Messi on our team. Sounds like or it. Saint Lucian Mart Marta, whoever you consider the greatest women's player of all time. Holy crap, that's fantastic. Uh, she's gonna wear the dorm- number twenty six, which again I'm sure makes you very very happy. Uh, what makes me very happy is another player with international experience. Yeah. Um, I love that. I I think that this team is much more experienced than our team last year, and that makes me excited. And 
yeah, I would I would like to nominate us for going on a uh, trip to St. Lucia to see her play in a national team game because that seems like a great idea. That sounds like a great trip. <laughs> sounds like a, fan- a fantastic idea. Matthew, forwards. Start me off with Summer Hernandez, who we have, again, talked about on a previous episode. Yeah, five foot four forward from Saturday Days, Tennessee. Uh, original CFC women's player from way, way back in the day. Uh she pre she comes to CFC previously from I- Iron Horse eighteen thirty nine and the Chattanooga- right and the Chattanooga Football League, which I'm pretty sure you're the manager of. Uh, yes, <laughs> and uh, goalkeeper of. Yeah, she's a CFC Academy coach. Uh, she's going to wear the number ten, obviously with with Juan's retirement and and, and like the, the we, we do know she's wearing the number ten and the and the testimonial match. Uh, it the, they retired the number ten for this season for the men, uh, but Summer's going to wear it for the women. Love that I, I, I'm i going to wear, I, I should have worn my Juan Hernandez number 10 jersey because it could have been a Summer Hernandez 10 jersey. I'm going to wear that to a lot of women's games this year. Um, so I will I will also want to point out here, CFC Academy coach, we mentioned Juan and his team. If you watch, if you follow Juan on Instagram or you follow Summer, you will see a lot of pictures posted by Juan of him and the, and the team at various tournaments talking about how they did, wins, losses. It's almost all wins. Um, spoiler alert, with some of the girls, I assume, that are on this roster that we've already talked about. And Brady, and there's one other. Yeah, Addie Chapman, we'll get to her in a minute. There we go. So you will notice in those pictures, I don't know what Summer's position, I know she coached in the academy. I don't know if her position with that team is that she's an official coach or if she's just accompanying Juan because they're a family or whatever well, she's else. She's definitely a coach of some kind. But I just don't know if on that team if she's the official. What I, but what I'm saying is maybe she deserves a little extra credit here because potentially it's Juan and Summer's team that is winning all these games because they're in all the pictures together uh, with the team. It's good stuff. Oh, no, I, and these, I, I, absolutely. And a couple of these girls may be playing with, uh, playing for their academy coach and with one of their academy coaches, which is awesome. That's, yeah, it's pretty good. It is awesome. And it's just more connection between the academy and the first team. And I love it. Uh, next up, we have Kaylee Burrell, 5'8 uh, forward from Trenton, Georgia. She's former CFC Academy, uh, played four years at Covenant College. Took that uh, that fifth year transfer to Grace College in Indiana, where uh, she led her team with seven goals, seven assists, and twenty one matches. Culminated in a uh, NCCAA D one national championship. Let's go. Uh, she scored two goals for CFC women in in twenty twenty two, and she's going to wear the number thirty one again. I think Kaylee provided some really, really important athleticism for our team last year. Yeah, uh, in the forward line, she was most likely to stretch the defense and really um, just do the things that you need a very, very mobile um, forward to do getting out on the break. And I don't know for sure what some of these other forwards will provide this year. I know Summer has a lot of mobility and can really run. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that works out. But I'm very excited to have Kaylee back. Yeah, it's a, it, we're definitely uh, definitely happy to have her back. Uh, she is, if, if memory serves, and I'm going to use my cheat sheet here, but I believe she is the only goals returning from last year. Okay, yeah. I mean, not that there were, not that there were as that many, many as we'd that, like. Yeah. Not that there were that many goals last year, but she's two of the seven uh, returning. So they definitely. I, what I will say is, like you know, results re- results weren't that great last season, and we're getting ahead of ourselves right now. But uh, yeah, yeah. Well, the uh, there's definitely like a commitment to bring back uh, or, or or bring a few players that were that were core and key. And then really try to go out, especially in the attacking in the attacking midfield positions. Really try to go out and and get some get some more quality talent to uh, try to help lead this team to some better heights. We've got three more players to go. Let's let's do these real quick. By the way, it's seven returners. I just counted. It's seven returners. Uh, of those seven returners, it's one midfielder and one attacker. Uh, is one of it's Bri- Brianna Hurtado and uh, Kaylee and, Burrell. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have Addie Chapman, a five foot five rising senior from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Uh, she goes rising to senior in high school. High school. Yeah, she goes to Silver ba- Silverdale Baptist High School. Uh, CFC Academy player plays. We believe for Juan Hernandez. Yes, he, I, Hernandez. he has. He has. Uh, I, I've seen him post uh, about about Addie before. I think she just made a college commitment. I want to say it was to Lee, but don't quote me on that. I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, she's a multi-sport athlete, though. Competes in track and field. I bet you love we lo- that. We love to see that. Uh, she's going to wear the number eight. I am looking to see if I can find where she committed. Keep going. Uh, okay. Well, next up, we've got Victoria Grant. That's a. Uh, she's a five foot six forward from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, you may, uh, we mentioned her in, in, with uh, with Serena Lewis. 
She was at Eckerd College, uh, and she's gonna be she's gonna be transferring. I think she scored five goals for her first season in college soccer uh, with Eckerd, and then she's gonna be transferring to University of West Georgia for this coming fall season. This coming, you just muted me. Yep, keep going. Uh, this coming fall season, uh, and she's gonna wear the number nineteen. Sorry, I was gonna try to mute Toby barking. Um, Tobinho, puppy. I said they said they would make a um, an appearance. Always Tobinho. do. Hey. The mailman is most likely here. It's roughly noon, and that is when the mailman arrives. Um, I can't figure out where she committed to. Um, it's, it's possible. I'm, I'm, I just made that up out of thin air. Don't worry about it. Let me uh, rescue the mailman. All right. Let me do. Uh, let me do Ava Van Doren here uh, while you're doing that. Ava Van Doren, a five foot six forward from Newport Ritchie, Florida. She's going to be a rising senior at Dalton State. And uh, the last two years for Dalton State, 14 goals and six assists in 34 matches, roughly 2,300 minutes. Um, her college lists her as a, as a midfielder, midfielder slash forward. Uh, so I don't know if she's like a second nine, if she's more of a 10, if she plays a little bit on the wing. We're going to all find out together. Um, she's going to wear the number 24. And that wraps up 27 players. Matthew, I feel... Well, first of all, give me your thoughts, your, yeah, kind of what you're thinking after reading through all those and, and previewing each one. So it's tough. We started this podcast in 2019. Uh, we were already, uh, we were, we were already like quasi professional kind of not, not quite yet, but we were headed that way with the members cup. Us, me and you, we've never been professional. <laughs> Uh, no, but CFC men were, were were already heading that way, and the 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 reliability and ease of a video is it's really important in in professional recruiting. To be com- completely completely honest, like players, whether it's through an agency or whatever, like put together highlight clips that gets coaches interested. You know, it, this, these short clips gets coaches interested. Uh, and then they they start doing more research from there. Uh, we are back kind of in the Wild West a little bit. And uh, there just is not a ton of video out there. There are not a, a ton of clips out there. You might occasionally get a kind of a college recruiting highlight package. But even that, it just doesn't... I didn't see a lot of those. And it's really, really tough to to say how how these players might play who might who who's good good at what who's going to fit with a, with a certain style or system we don't really know what we do know about Randy is in an ideal world Randy's teams will keep the ball a little bit like Rod's teams want to do but i i think definitely not to the same to the same like like uh instance of 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 control um mm. uh, I think he's he's more willing. He wants to keep the ball on the ground and, and play uh, for sure. But there's only so much you can do with a short season, eight matches, 27 players that are here for two months. Like There's just yeah. only so much you can do with that. Uh, so I think definitely the pedigree overall has improved from last year to this year. Uh, does that translate into... Better individuals, I, I think so. Does that translate into a better team and better results? Frankly, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be a little bit weird uh, because there are now nine teams in the WPSL Southeastern Conference. We don't even play everybody. We have eight matches. You would think, oh, one match per every team. Not how it works uh, because there's, there's more travel involved now. There's a couple teams in Charlotte. Uh, I think there's a team in, in South Carolina. Commerce stretches all the way to to Birmingham and Nashville, so it's a it's a little bit kind of all over the place, um, and I believe I was told that it's it's you play your you play your conference and there's not going to be playoffs this year. Whoever wins the conference is the one that will go to whatever WPSL playoffs there happen to be. But there's no like like last year we played Tennessee Force in a playoff match to to meet uh, Nashville. And Tennessee Force won that playoff match, played Nashville, lost, and Nashville moved on in the in the overall playoffs. There won't be that this year, so it's really I mean like the season legitimately could be just eight games. Yep. Obviously, we want to win 
and 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 you know go on in the playoffs a little bit. But that's going to be we play Nashville twice. Like that's going to be tough. Um, yeah, I mean this is a this is a good conference. I think I think Randy put out the uh, the Southeast region or the South region. Uh, I guess power rank preseason power rankings. Spoiler alert: We're not on there in the top ten. We've got three conference opponents that are in eight six five alliance. Uh, Nashville is at the top, and uh, I believe Charlotte Eagles are on there yes, as well. That's correct. So, th- I mean, like this is going to be difficult. I think I think our standard has been raised, but I think there's going to be some serious uh, some some quality opposition, especially in Nashville, who we get uh, just this weekend at home. Like it, it's a it's a really it's a really good test. I wish it did not come as quickly as it's going to. Uh, but if you want to be the best, you're going to have to beat the best. And frankly, Nashville is the best. One of the best programs in the WBSL, period. Like, in stop, period. Uh, and we're going to see where we are really quickly uh, on Saturday, May 20, which you should be there, 3 p.m. Uh, Breezy, look, give me some of your thoughts, and then we'll 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 prognosticate probably unjustly some more win the conference or bust all right <laughs> we had our mulligan year last year uh, i'm not giving any mulligans this year win the conference or bust you have the only program to treat their women like professionals you have the only uh the only program with a fan base that cares you have top-notch facilities you have an unbelievable city to play in if you can't get it done you can't get it done and we have to get it done period there's no there are no alibis no you know, last year, Coach Randy didn't have the time to put together a, a winning roster, to be quite fair. This year, he's got all the time in the world, and this will be on him and this team if they can't win them. I mean, I want to win the conference. I realize, like, coming in second is probably an acceptable season, but it's not for me. We go, they got the mulligan last year. Let's go win it this year. And if we got to play Nashville twice, you got to beat them twice. And if you can't beat them, then, you know, that, that shows gonna, your You're level. not going to win the conference shows if you can't beat them once. Let alone uh, twice. Four goalkeepers, nine defenders, nine midfielders, five forwards. We're a little light on the forward line. Uh, we're heavy on the defenders and midfielders. We talked about that a little bit. I think that means we'll play some sort of a three-five-two because the three-five-two has th- uh, three defenders and essentially five midfielders, whether they're combination defenders, midfielders. So I think that's probably what gets the most uh, like players on the field that are our. I mean, at least numbers-wise. I mean, I guess maybe we have you know four starting forwards or three starting forwards. That you have to get on the field, but. I just think it's most likely we play some sort of a three-five-two with five midfielders and three defenders, or five defenders, three midfielders, depending how it shakes out. I would argue that uh, probably our, our best matches last year came with the three-five-two. Yeah, I I hadn't actually thought about which ones our best ones were. Look, we had we had one we had one win. I don't remember. That was honestly probably a, a back four because we didn't switch a lot to the three-five-two until later. But like towards the end of the end of the season, we were playing better, uh, and I believe it was three five two mainly, and like we we did that thing, you know where like where you have a player that's just better than everybody else. Spoiler: it was Anna Lanter. Uh, you want to get that player. The men went through this in in twenty twenty, uh, in the fall. You want to get your best players in positions where they are more likely to impact the game. Yeah, and just like we we moved Richard Dixon from wing back to right center back with that with that back three for the men's side in 2020 we moved Anna Lanter from outside back into center back uh, and sometimes it was in a back four sometimes it was in a back three but you get your more most in and, and sometimes it was in midfield because <laughs> whether whether she was playing there or she just stepped there uh, you get your you, you want to get your best players your most influential players on the ball involved in the play more often and that was how we did it I I think that that lended itself to to us being a better team last year uh, than than we had started out being, and yeah, I, did, I just I look at I look at the group we have, and we'll get a better idea obviously on Saturday for how wrong we are. Uh, also, we don't even know. Here's, like, here's the wild thing about Saturday: we don't, we don't know, know who's everyone, available. We don't even know if everyone's going to be here um, because this yeah. is the WPSL, just like the MPSL. Folks might remember. Sometimes players don't get released from college until a week after the season starts or until like two or three days before the season starts and maybe they're not quite ready to play. So Saturday is a massive test. You got to go out and beat Nashville. Um, But it's also not necessarily lineup-wise going to be indicative of how the rest of the season goes 
potentially, depending on who's hot, who's not, who's ready to play, who comes in two days before, who's like been training the last six weeks, like who's yeah. got the hot hand. Like, we just don't know. We just don't know what it's going to look like yet. And and let's let's be honest, we're recording on Monday. Uh, Monday, May 15. I think we're releasing on Monday, May 15, just afterwards. Uh, what is this like? I think they arrived on, on Friday. I don't know if they had a session on Friday or they just like picked up gear and, and, and did stuff like that. We don't know if they practiced over the weekend or, or, or whatever, but like Randy may not know like what he was working with yet either. 100%. Like, you can, and, and coaches of, of many kinds have, have shared this uh, with me and, and probably interviews if you ever want to read uh with other just just coaches in general you you can see a player on video you can hear from that player's coach uh, about like what they're good at what they can do how they fit you can you can do all of these things but until you get that player in front of you for how you want to play how how you have other players coming in you don't really know what you have until you can see it mm-hmm. and until you can work with it. And and see who plays well together, who doesn't, what what partnerships are, are really blossoming. And, on, and, yeah. and like the reality of, of a short a short summer season like this is it's you're you especially in those first couple of games, like you're kind of just throwing uh you're kind of just throwing something at the spaghetti wall. At spaghetti the at the wall. Like and, and you're just hoping that like the the recruiting that you did makes sense and the players fit together as you thought they would fit together. There's going to be something that comes up and you're like, Oh, I didn't see that. You maybe, maybe I didn't see that combination. I didn't see whatever else. It's going to be a, it's, it's going to be an exciting time and, and good teams. Uh, well, put it this way. Like you can't wait four games to get it right. Otherwise we're out. It's done. It's going to be, it's going to be over real quick. So, we gotta hope that there's 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 a plan ready to go and that it, it works as intended, and 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 we'll see what happens. Absolutely, a couple more things before we we sign off here. Um, we have seven returners, so this is a very new squad, um, especially attacking wise. I know we talked about like we don't know what it's going to look like, but it also depends how quick they gel. Yeah. Um, the the returners on the defensive side of the ball will have a little bit more. Uh, experience together, especially if let's say Caroline starts and you have, and we'll talk about players to watch in a second, but if you have Caroline starting with um, Avery, Catlett, and Anna Lantern in front of her as an example, those are three players that played a lot of games last year together. Yeah, It's very different if uh, up front where you don't even have players that have ever played together necessarily. So, And I'm not saying, that, I'm not predicting those are the players are going to start, I'm just saying like, it's going to be a um, bit of a drinking from a fire hose here for some of these players and putting it together. Um, but that's the same as as most teams. Um, Nashville last year had a lot of players off the same collegiate team, but normally for these summer teams, like you get a lot of players from all over the place. The M- in the MPSL, we didn't build continuity for a, a while. Yeah. And we built that continuity after time. Um, but this is the chance to build some of that continuity, maybe going into next season as not all of these players are out of college. Um, the other thing is we have a players to watch. Uh, do you want to? I know you made most. You you named most of these, and I think I agree with most of these. Uh, do you want to go through them as a kind of players to watch? What we're thinking for this weekend? Yeah. So I would, I w- I would put. It, 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 I mean, we think that that Carolina and, and Michaela are are both like in team housing. So I think those are your two goalkeepers, just right at right at the top. I would expect those. Are, we don't even know if it's eighteen or twenty players in game day rosters. I'm guessing it's twenty. It's a WPSL. I have no clue. Just honestly, who knows? Uh, but I would expect both of those. It to, might be thirty-five. I'm to really be not sure. To be your goalkeepers, uh, I I'm gonna guess uh, based on kind of pedigree, a little bit of tryouts. We're probably looking at at Grace Barker Roberts again. This this leads into like I'm guessing it's a back three because mm-hmm. Grace Barker Roberts projects as an outside back as as on the right side. I think I think she could end up being the the right wing back. Uh, Avery Avery Catlett starter last year, first player that we announced this year. Bailey Dull's right footed, by the way. You asked earlier. Cool, interesting, good to know. Uh, I'm I'm gonna guess that Catlett's probably probably gonna be one of our starters at center back. Same thing for Avery Ingles, um, and, and probably let's be honest, uh, probably the same for Serena Lewis. Uh, in fact, I would not be surprised if you told me right now that it's gonna be uh, Barker Roberts on the right. 
Callet Lewis Angles as your three center backs, and then uh, Keedy Johnson on on your left wing back role. If you said that was the back mm. back three slash back five, yeah, I, I I would not be surprised at all. Look for look for Bailey Dahl uh, to play some significant minutes. I'm guessing. Um, I'm I'm kind of thinking right now like some Samantha Maudsley and Lanter maybe as your like your main holding six. Uh, one of those two. Um, you also might see a double pivot there with the wing backs free I, to go forward. I could see a double pivot, uh, especially I mean that that could legitimately be Bailey and Anna, uh, and and kind of a trio with two of them playing and then subbing in. And look against one. Nashville last year, we conceded a lot of goals, including I think six one in the opening game. So playing a double pivot and three center backs would, not not shocking at all. Would not be a Espe- bad especially because then you can just run uh, uh, run uh, Mara Grootkamp and Ivan. Uh, Nadia Ivanchenko as a one one ten and just rotate them in and out. Uh, yeah, for, and, for legs. And look, I'm not. Uh, one thing we've seen with the men's team this year is that the defense has been really, really good. Um, I think on the women's team last year we struggled to score, and then in some games our defense was really good, and in some games our defense was was not good enough. Yeah. So I will. It'll be interesting to see if Randy commits to we're going to score a lot of goals early on if he plays a very attacking lineup or if he chooses to play a double pivot and three center backs as an example to maybe try to shore up the defense and then you know win games two three nothing one nothing whatever yeah at w- but not we, allowing we also goals. we also wanted to possess the ball last year and and really just couldn't at all and and I wonder I, I think there's definitely some uh, we mentioned this with with uh you mentioned this with Bailey Dole from from tryouts like really clean on the ball good mm-hmm. in possession um I think you'll see a little bit more of that um and let's just get through um yeah keep going let's get get through a couple forwards like Summer Hernandez I think like is a headliner here uh, Absolutely. On, on her return to CFC women obviously Kaylee Burrell scored two goals last for uh, last year for us I expect her to see her uh involved would not be shocked to see her starting um Victoria Grant I think you're going to see, and, and even Ava Van Dorn and, and Addie Chapman, I think you're going to see a lot of rotation uh, on those forward lines, whether it's whether it's trying to press teams or or trying to get like you know, balls over the top um, and, and into space. Like, I I think you're going to see some heavy rotation and 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 try to take advantage of maybe speedier uh, athletic forwards going up against. Uh, potentially slower center backs. Yeah, I think Summer Hernandez brings a lot of experience to this team. She's played in the WPSL and the W League. Um, she's scored goals in all of the competitions she's ever played at, and she is a veteran um, who's five years out of college, something, something, like, something like, that. like that. So, yeah, she brings a real veteran presence to that. I, I assume she'll start um, and, and play a lot of minutes. I and I am basing this only on like their their like ages and where they've played. I wouldn't be surprised to see Addie and Victoria play a little less. Uh, Avon Van Doren has a pretty good goal-scoring record in 34 matches with 14 goals and 6 assists. Look, it's not like elite, but it's real solid. And I wouldn't be surprised if she and Kaylee Burrell are kind of your other one of your other two in summer starts with Addie and Victoria kind of filling in here and there. Um, but there's just not as many players in that forward line. So which of these midfielders or defenders could we see in that forward line? It's one of the questions. I wouldn't be shocked to see either Mara or Nadia step into that forward line, right? They're both definitely attacking players. So you could see them in the rotation of forwards if we're playing a 3-5-2, which I know you and I both think we probably will. And look, Keddie Johnson, she has a lot of experience attacking um, as an attacking player. She's played left wing um, a bit. She's played a lot of caps, uh, or has a lot of caps, excuse me, at a pretty high level for the national team. Six full national team appearances plus a bunch of under... Uh, under 20s, under 16s, under 18s, whatever. Those, um, oh, and by the way, that that goal she scored in the Olympic was playing for the under 20s versus Haiti. That experience might lead to her getting some starts in the forward line potentially because she may be a little bit more, um, I don't know if mature is quite the right word, but have a little more game experience and potentially be a, a, a player that he wants to see lead the line. I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but only four forward or only five forwards rather. Only five forwards leads me to think there will be some other players um, in that forward line that aren't listed as forwards. Yeah. All right, Matthew, anything left before we uh, say goodbye and prep for this weekend? Yeah, I guess I guess the last thing, and I, I think I've said it on the last podcast too, like this is uh, 
this is a massive this is a massive game. It not only is it the uh, not only is, is it a standalone uh, one of the two standalone games for for the CFC women's team. Uh, it's also the first game of the season, the home opener against the best, probably the best fucking team in this league. Uh, it's incredibly important that that we that we all show up and that we're we're out there and we're supporting the women. Yeah, and what's the thing that makes us different playing here in Chattanooga? You're playing in front of fans. This is our chance to make a difference and and let these let these players feel our support on our side and let the other players for the other team really feel the, um, the pressure, you know, and let's make the, let's make Finley a, a fortress. Absolutely. Uh, Nashville rhythm comes in They're They're first in the South, uh, the South region preseason, uh, power rankings. Spoiler alert. They're number three nationally right now. Uh, I don't put stock in power rankings. Sure. No, but like they fuck Nashville. They, they also, they, I think they went to the, the WPSL quarterfinals last year and lost to the eventual champions. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what they have coming coming back. I went to look through their roster a little bit, but I don't know, I don't know a ton um, about about women's amateur soccer, uh, especially just outside of Chattanooga. Barely know enough about what we have coming in. Uh, we're doing research, so it, it's it's imperative that we're, like we're there, three p.m. Saturday. We'll have the tailgate before, uh, you know, come to the bar afterwards. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be a big day. And it's an important day, and we got to cheer our Sky Blues on to victory. I can't wait. Matthew, I will see you Saturday and for another podcast review soon. Listeners, I hope you are all there Saturday. Thanks for listening. Peace.